If you want to know how to create like the greats, let's break it down. What's up, y'all? This is Create Like the Greats, a podcast where we take you into the inner workings of how some of the greatest creators of all time did or do what they do. We study the strategies and techniques that some of the greatest creators of all time are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. My name is Ross Simmons. I'm your host, and I'm here to help you in your pursuit of something great. Over the years, I've spoken at tons of conferences all over the globe, and I am so excited to take you way back into time to one of the presentations that solidified my position in the marketing world and ultimately allowed me to get on the stage that led to a ton of other stages shortly thereafter. This is one of the presentations that I gave over the course of my career that truly, I would say, helped put me on the map as a marketer, as a creator, and as a leader in the wonderful world of content marketing. I'm taking you back into time when I first spoke at MozCon, one of the best content marketing conferences, in my opinion, in the world. Let me double down on that. Best SEO conferences, in addition to that, in the world. MozCon and Moz has done an amazing job over the years at contributing to the way that marketers think and the way that brands think about content. I am a big fan of Moz and I have spoken on the MozCon stage multiple years ever since then. So let me take you back into time to my very first presentation that I ever gave at MozCon where I dropped a simple concept, build, ship, learn, decide. Those four words, that four word concept is essentially the framework and the idea that I have embraced my entire career around using content to ultimately get attention, to catch eyeballs, to drive revenue and to drive results for myself. In this presentation in particular, I dive into the various experiments that I have run over the years, as well as this framework that I've used to consistently hit content ideas out of the park. I know it doesn't sound humble. I know it's not a lot of humility with that statement, but it is real because of this model build, ship, learn, decide. I've been able to make the front page of Reddit with the snap of a finger. I've been able to generate thousands of views in a matter of seconds on channels like Slack groups, subreddits, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it, all possible because I embrace this simple framework. I am so excited to take you back into time to my presentation called Content Chaos, how to build your brand through constant experimentation and how you can use experiments to unlock amazing growth. Let's get to it. Let's go back into time. I think you're gonna enjoy this one. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with your customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. It's kind of like trying to remember the name of the guy that you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron? Was it Don? Was it John or Sean? Who knows, right? It's like that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution program, at least. It brings service and success together in one powerful platform for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that helps handle frontline tickets fast. Plus, it comes with a customer success workspace that helps your reps anticipate customers' needs. And a full 360 view of every customer so you can go to market and your go-to-market team can have a pulse on the accounts before you try to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale, support, drive retention, and revenue. And you know what that means. Better service, happier customers at every single stage of the journey. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more with your customers today.
cool is cool. Tip to anybody who's still in university, do not make your Twitter handle when you are still in school. Uh, you will have it for the rest of your life. Um, excited to be here. Experiments have offered us some of the greatest inventions of our time. Experiments have helped us create. Experiments have helped us cure diseases. Experiments have helped us uh, find things like Velcro, pumpkin spice lattes, and pop-ups that show up just when you're about to go and find that X. They've helped us understand our world better. And in marketing, experiments have given us the ability to test tactics, strategies, and assumptions that we believe may be true. Um, earlier today, if you were here for Kara's talk, she spoke heavily about A-B testing and the value of experiments. And I enjoyed her presentation a lot because she talked about the importance of challenging your hypothesis and challenging your assumptions to really find out what will work for your business. Um, for me, I've always used experimentation in my business and throughout a variety of different startups and clients that I've worked with. But my process is a little bit different from most. Um, it's not very scientific, some would say. I like to keep it simple. Build, ship, learn, decide. And yes, I know what some of you science people might be thinking. You might be thinking, bruh, do you even science? And I understand that. I hear you. I understand what you're saying. This is very rudimentary. This sounds very basic, but I do that intentionally. I do that because by keeping the process simple, it allows you to quickly ship ideas. It allows you to quickly kill ideas. But most importantly, it allows you to quickly understand what experiments lead you to those insights and to those approaches that can truly drive traffic and drive results for your business. When I came up with this philosophy, it was after doing years of experimentation with channels like Reddit, channels like SlideShare, channels like Instagram marketing, channels that uh, include blogging and a variety of other different platforms that you've talked about and that you've heard of before. But the fundamentals of this is something that I've been using before I even knew I was actually using them. See, let me take you back into time to the year 1994. When I was this cute little kid, I had a little mini MC Hammer haircut, um, and I had a dinosaur t-shirt that my parents got me. Um, so back then, I loved experiments, and I still love them today. Uh, I grew up in Canada, this small little place called Preston, um, very much in the deep neck of the woods. And I became obsessed with nature, so much that I went out and I found a bunch of worms. And I always asked myself, okay, how can it snow so much here in Canada and the worms still show up in the spring? So I dug up a bunch of worms and I had this idea. I had to figure out how do these worms live? How can they actually survive? How do they make it through the cold? So build, ship, learn, decide. I decided to build an experiment. I decided to take a bunch of worms, put them in an ice tray, add a little bit of water, and then I was gonna ship it. How? I shipped it by placing it in the freezer. So I placed these worms in the water, in an ice tray, in my parents' freezer. I have a bad memory. My wife will tell you that. My parents will tell you that. A lot of my friends will tell you that. So I forgot all about these worms in the freezer. You fast forward about three weeks. I'm downstairs watching Power Rangers. All I hear is, Ross Jarrell Simmons, get up here. And at that moment, I learned two things. One, I learned that they died. Two. I learned that Mama Simmons wasn't too pleased. And I decided that I would never do that again. That's not my mom, just in case you don't know. Um, so even as a kid, you can experiment. 
But for some reason, as we get older in our careers, as we start to get job descriptions thrown at us, as we start to build ourselves up and become leaders in a certain area, a certain niche, we stop experimenting. We stop trying different things. We stop trying different approaches for our content marketing, for our SEO, for all of these different tactics, when in reality, we should continue with that. And there's this huge myth that I come across often. It's the idea that experiments don't work if you're small or if you're a medium-sized business, when in reality, they do. You see, it's through experimentation that you're able to understand what tactics and what channels, what distribution channels, what types of content will actually work well for your business. Sure, you can do the status quo, but you will be doing exactly what your competition is doing as well. Instead, I encourage you to try experiments because they do work. Experiments can help you unlock opportunities that you didn't think were actually feasible or wasn't actually possible. By doing experiments, you can get a better understanding of where you're going to get the best bang for your buck. And sure, you have to do some analysis in the front, at the front end. You have to combine qualitative and quantitative insights to really say, okay, this is something that we should try. And then once you've done that, once you've identified, okay, this is something that we're going to do, you dive in with it. Because experiments can work regardless of your business size. You just have to do them right. Now, don't get me wrong. I've done a lot of experimentation and I'm a big advocate of doing experimentation when it comes to your marketing efforts. I'm a huge fan, but I will tell you firsthand that yes, some of this is risky. There will be an opportunity where sometime you might fail. If you look at this example here, do you guys remember when they came out with the purple and blue and green different ketchups and they were buying it and everybody thought, okay, this is disgusting. I don't want ketchup that looks green, that's gross. They spent millions of dollars with this experiment and it failed. One day I decided that I was going to try to start republishing my posts on Medium. Got two likes. One of them was probably my mom. It failed. That's a part of the mix. That's what happens when you embrace experimentation. That's why I embrace that concept. Build, ship, learn, decide. Because by embracing that approach, by embracing that process, it allows you to quickly see, okay, if I'm not driving results from this, I have to learn how I can do this better. I have to learn what I can do to really start driving traffic and do something better. Because at the end of the day, while some experiments might fail, some of them will soar. McDonald's Canada, they ran this campaign a while back, and it was kind of like a remix of Ask Me Anythings on Reddit, where they said, this is our food, your questions. Ask us anything you want. And people did. People asked them why they were squeezing out all this pink stuff and putting it in Chicken McNuggets. They were asking why their pictures of the Big Mac looked so good, but the actual reality, the Big Mac was all mushy and disgusting looking. And they had to answer those questions transparently, right? That was an experiment. And it blew up. It went extremely well. The perception of McDonald's in Canada changed. The press mentions changed. A lot of people were starting to see, okay, this company does care about us. Whether or not they do or not, that's a whole different story. But that's what happened because they embraced the idea of an experiment. With SlideShare, I've been investing heavily into this channel to kind of understand it better. And throughout this talk, I'm going to talk about my SlideShare presentations and experimentation um, a lot more. But this is one of those channels that I am saying right here in front of all of you is one of the most underrated yet powerful B2B channels available. If you can capitalize on SlideShare, if your audience is in the professional market, in the B2B space, and you're sleeping on this channel, you're missing out on a huge opportunity. The SEO through this channel is mind-blowing. The amount of leads that you can generate, mind-blowing. And I'm going to share with you some experimentation tips that you can use to really drive results from that. 
There's also this myth that experimentation is just for color palettes, for buttons, for, for subject lines, landing pages, call to actions, when in reality, content marketing experiments can work extremely well as well. Things like content upsells, your new networks, the types of content, the approach that you take, the tone that you use for the different types of content that you're creating. All of this can help you in driving real results for your business if you're willing to embrace a little bit of chaos. Now, I blame this man for the reason why I put those worms in the freezer in the first place, Bill Nye. Um, but he always constantly encouraged us to embrace a little bit of chaos. And I know in, when you're talking to executives, a lot of people like to say, no, we can't have chaos. We, don't, we can't embrace that. We need to keep things linear. We need to keep things straight lined. You have to embrace the chaos. And when I say chaos, I don't mean everybody's running around like crazy, like they just saw a rare Pikachu or something. No, what I'm saying is that you have to embrace chaos with a little bit of structure. So establish some processes around how you can run experiments, how you can learn from those, and then how you can decide what your next steps are gonna be after you run that experimentation. Because when you start doing content experiments, there is a reality and a very likelihood that you are going to face a roadblock, that you're going to face failure. And that's okay. Let me give you an example of one of my first failures, and it was significant. It blew my mind. So a few, I'd say a year ago, I decided that I was going to dive into this channel called Reddit. A lot of you are probably familiar with it. And I was like, okay, I can be the coolest cool by showing people that you can market on Reddit as a B2B brand, as a marketer, and you can kill it. I was going to figure out a way that you could do it. I wanted to crack the Reddit code. So I took build, ship, learn, decide. I had already built a bunch of blog posts. I had already built a bunch of slide shares. My ship was simple. I had to take all of this content and then just upload it to Reddit. If I submitted all these links, people would go crazy. So I thought, next thing you know, Ross, you're banned. You're blocked. Bye, Felicia. You're done. <laughs> I was kicked off of Reddit. I was like, this sucks, right? Like, what am I going to do? Now, I could have quit. I could have said, all right, I'm done. This isn't for me. It's not going to work. But instead, I went back to that process. Build, ship, learn, decide. And I had to learn why I failed. And I quickly realized that there was a huge disconnect. There was a disconnect between marketers and what we actually wanted from Reddit and what the users of Reddit actually wanted back. So I dove in and I started to study the game. I started to study how people were actually consuming content on Reddit and how marketers were using it. And I realized that all marketers were taking a very similar approach. We assume that if you put up a meme on Reddit, you upload a link on Reddit, you'll drive success. When in reality, that's not how it works. You can take a look at this post. A company actually put this up on Reddit thinking that it would work. It just says, the only pen that matters. And how does Reddit respond? This sucks, your post sucks, everything about this sucks. Look, Reddit will tell you where to go and how to get there, let me tell you. <laughs> so when you see that, you can clearly see that there's a huge disconnect between what marketers were doing and what Reddit actually wants. So I had to dive in and say, okay, if people are commenting like this, I gotta figure out what's going on here. So the approach, simple. You go to Reddit, you find a subreddit, a community where people are engaging, where they're active, and then you sort that content by the top posts. And then by reading what the users have actually stated, this is the best content, this is the stuff that we want, this is the stuff that we're commenting on, you can quickly learn the insights around the topics, the types of content, the tone, the style, and the resources that they want. One of the key insights that I learned by embracing this process of build, ship, learn, decide is a lesson that in, in Reddit, every single community is a little bit different. 
So if you go to our entrepreneur, a subreddit of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, freelancers, they're talking about and they're sharing and embracing content that is long form. Content that you would sort of find on like the Buffer blog, the Moz blog, content like that. That's the type of stuff they want. Content that provides them with transparent insights into case studies, into resources, valuable content that they can use to improve their business. That makes sense. But then if you go to a subreddit like Our Vegan, what they're looking for is they're looking for content that shows trends of the different places that are moving more and more towards plant-based diets. They're looking for content that provides them with insights around, oh, Guinness just became vegan. I don't even know why they had meat in Guinness beer in the first place, but they just became vegan, right? Or you go to Our Canada, and we're trying to figure out how we're going to feed all the Americans when you guys move up after this election. <laughs> Kidding, kind of. <laughs> When you look at it, when you start to dive into these different subreddits, you start to realize that it's really just one content platform and all of these different subreddits just want different content. Sort of like real life, like different people want different content. Different people want to consume content in a way that matters to them. So as marketers, as content creators, as people who are trying to develop value for these people, we have to have empathy and understand their actual needs. And then from there, recognize that Reddit, as scary as it sounds, and as much as people are saying, oh, you can't use Reddit, they'll come get you, it's just a platform like Medium, LinkedIn, Tumblr, you name it. It's just another content platform. So I decided that I was going to run an experiment after gaining all these insights and lessons and say, how can I embrace this? How can I take this to the next level? So I decided I was going to do a case study on how we were able to grow our Instagram following from zero to 50,000 real quick, real friggin' quick, Drake reference. Um, and I put up this post, Reddit style. So this post was already republished on inbound.org, generated a bunch of traffic, a lot of marketers loved it, so I repurposed it in a way that Reddit would enjoy. I said, hey community, check out this post, I've learned so much for you, what do you think of this? Because I did that, I've been able to generate clients directly from this post, I've been able to get signups for um, my mailing list, and I've been able to generate significant amount of comments, and my inbox on Reddit is continuously dead from people asking me questions about Instagram marketing. Eventually, by embracing that process of build, ship, learn, decide, I was able to crack the Reddit code. I've been on the front page multiple times. Just last week, I was on there twice. I've closed multiple clients on there. I've helped my clients generate thousands of visits, and sure, I see that it spikes and then it's down, but at the end of the day, it's an experimentation that allows you to drive results from Reddit, right? All, everybody would say, don't use Reddit as a content marketing strategy. Don't embrace this channel because it's scary, because they'll tell you where to go and how to get there. But if you experiment, you can actually find that there's gold in these places where everybody else is telling you to ignore. Now, Earlier today, Ram put up a slide that kind of blew my mind because it reminded me of this network that I used to use called Quora. And Quora was my first love. It was one of the first experimentations that I was doing. I found Quora right out of university. I was like, this is a great site. I'm going to be the best marketer on Quora ever. Now, as I said earlier, with success comes failure as well. Build, ship, learn, decide. My build, when it came to Quora, it's a simple question and answer site, was that I needed to answer every single marketing question I could find. So every time I saw a question about marketing, I was there answering it. I was responding, I was writing an in-depth response to try to help drive referral traffic back to my site. I wanted to drive traffic back to my books. I wanted to drive people back to my site so I could get them in my funnel and drive results. What happened? Huh, traffic? You want to talk traffic? I didn't get any traffic. 
the highest spike is like 20 visits. This is so embarrassing to show this on a big stage. But that's my referral traffic. It was sucky, right? Like it was brutal. Build, ship, learn, decide. At this moment, I learned that Quora wasn't driving that much referral traffic to my site. And that was my goal. That's what I wanted to do. So I kept going and I kept doing it. And as you can see, nothing really was happening. But what I did notice was that I learned that Quora had this interesting relationship with some top tier websites. They have relationships with Forbes. They have relationships with Huffington Post, with MSM Business, some big names. And I was like, OK, what, does, what do these relationships actually mean? Build, ship, learn, decide. I decided that I was going to build content that was topical. And when I did that, I started to find that every time I did, Forbes would start republishing it on their site. So I kept doing it. I wrote a post about why the rock star, the guys rock star behind Grand Theft Auto were able to kind of build their business and business lessons that you could take from them. When Jay-Z released his album, I wrote a post on Quora about business lessons that you could learn from Jay-Z. And by doing this, I was taking advantage of the fact that I learned through experimentation that Quora had that relationship. So I doubled down on it. Now, I had to realize something. It goes back to that process, build, ship, learn, decide. I learned that when it came to driving referral traffic, Quora wasn't the site for me. But when it came to generating backlinks from these major media companies, when it came to getting the credibility of being able to say you're in Forbes, Quora made sense. But when it came to referral traffic, referral traffic I had to tell Quora, just like Justin Timberlake, baby, bye, bye, bye. A recent channel that I've been using is Instagram. And Instagram is another content platform that a lot of people consider really a social network. But it's actually a channel that you can use for much more than that. Instagram is a channel where you have the ability to connect with people by creating content that is compelling and unique. Now, typically, everyone would say, OK, if you're putting up content on Instagram, it needs to be pretty visuals. It's not a place where you can really connect with a business audience. I wanted to challenge that. Build, ship, test. Build, ship, learn, decide. So what was my build? Simple. I found out that there was a lot of people building these accounts on Instagram, generating thousands, if not millions, of followers by simply taking a stock photo and adding some text over top. I was like, OK, this is easy. And I know it ain't easy being cheesy, but I need to switch it up a little bit. I want to try something different. So how can I enhance this? How can I create a content um, on Instagram that will really resonate with entrepreneurs, with freelancers for this company in a way that's not this typical stock photo with text over top? We doubled down on design. We decided that we were going to create custom illustrations that would connect with people. We were going to create infographics. We were going to create long-form written text in an image. And we were going to share that on Instagram. Build, ship, learn, decide. Throughout this process, something crazy happened. We were able to grow our account from 0 to 50,000 people within just six months. Then something crazier happened. The company read it. Somebody was browsing through, and they decided that they were going to repost one of the illustrations on their platform. Once on Reddit, somebody was browsing. They decided they were going to republish it on 9gag. Once it got on 9gag, the community manager for that site said, huh, I'm going to put this on our Instagram account and tag the company who shared it, Hustle and Grunt. When they did that, we saw a huge spike in the amount of followers. The number of followers on Hustle & Grind's account was growing by thousands every 10 minutes. Something started to click. Build, ship, learn, decide. We learned in that moment that if a big account talks about a little account, something special can happen. So what did we do? We doubled down on that opportunity. We decided that we were going to double down on the world of influencer marketing. So we started to go back to that process. Build, ship, learn, decide. 
we built a list of a bunch of accounts that had a similar audience. They were targeting a group of people that we wanted to connect with. Then we added them all to a WhatsApp group, and we said every day, Monday through Friday, you are going to shout out another member of this group. So on Monday, everybody's going to give a shout out to Hustle and Grind. On Tuesday, everybody's going to give a shout out to this account, this account, this account, this account. And by doing so, without spending a cent, you see, this was before Instagram rolled out their ads, we were all able to grow our accounts by the thousands without spending a single cent. Build, ship, learn, decide. As we embrace this, though, some crazier things started to happen on Instagram. They rolled out the algorithm, and then conversion rates started to drop. Our traffic from Instagram started to drop. Our email subscribers from Instagram started to drop. So while experimentation can offer you breakthroughs and insights, there is the risk that Google could throw something astray, Facebook could throw something astray, but you have to continue to embrace that model of build, ship, learn, decide. It's just like Reddit, right? I could have backed away when I failed on Reddit and said, this is it, I'm done. And I could do the same with Instagram, but I'm not. Instead, I'm gonna go back to that model, build, ship, learn, decide, and try out this Instagram story thing, something that looks a little interesting. Right now, we're getting about 5,000 views per post. Let's see where it goes. Now, let me take you back to SlideShare. SlideShare was the first experiment that I did where I had to actually invest a lot of time and money. Over the course of the last few years, I've probably spent more than $20,000 on SlideShare presentations. When I did this, it was based off of the reality of the success of this one small campaign. Now, it's not that many views, 7,000, not bad. But this was the campaign and the initiative that really kick-started SlideShare as a content marketing opportunity for me. I looked at the channel. In 2012, SlideShare was not being used as a place to tell a story. It was being used as a place where you would upload your deck after you gave a presentation, and that was it. It was a graveyard for decks. You would upload your deck, call it a day. For me, I said, okay, that's interesting. Maybe I can create a deck that's sort of like a blog post, talk about something topical. That's my approach. It was gonna be a topical piece of content, talking about Obama. And then content marketing, that was the topic, already validated. So I had validated the topic, the approach was somewhat validated, but the channel was very new. And I said, okay, what if I double down on the design? What if I double down on the idea of telling a story? Can I increase the amount of views? Can I increase the amount of leads that I'm generating from this platform? So I doubled down on that. Over time, we were able to generate millions of views on SlideShare. And I've been able to replicate this over and over again for clients and for myself. How? Simple. Build, ship, learn, decide. Through that process, I've learned so much about this platform. I've learned that in the first five slides, it is major key to ensure that you hook somebody with like a lead. That's a copywriting term. It's around the idea of hooking someone so they want to keep clicking, to ensure that they're going on to the next slide. Otherwise, you risk the opportunity of losing them. You want to also ensure that at the end of those slides, if you want to drive results, because I know a million views, that's kind of cool, but what's really cool is actually driving ROI, driving some money. Like Wu-Tang says, cash rules everything around me. So at the end, you have to ensure that you have a call to action that makes sense. You can't pay the bills with likes. You can't pay the bills with views. So what I've learned, build, ship, learn, decide, is that if you ship a handful of different call to actions that are, vari that are various, that variate between all of the different slide decks, you have a better likelihood of actually generating great leads. If you are creating one slide share deck and it's all about Snapchat, the call to action at the end of that deck is not going to be the same as the one where you're talking about the future of B2B marketing. They're different audiences. The people reading one are not the same as the other. So test your CTAs, test the different variations that you're going to have at the end of your decks with 
content upsells, telling people to download a resource, telling people to check out a webinar that is already automated and set up, to subscribe for a newsletter, download your book, whatever that may be. And by embracing that experience, a build, ship, learn, decide, you will be able to do that. Now, it's all fun and games to get into experimentation, and sure, it is chaotic, and there's a lot of different things that you can do. But before you do all of this, before you start to jump into, I'm on SlideShare, I'm on Instagram, I'm gonna do all of these different things, you have to ask yourself about two things. One, you have to ask yourself about the actual energy and the cost that it takes to actually do these experiments. Gauge the cost from both a financial and a time perspective. Once you've done that, it's time to start validating the experiment itself. Ask yourself, how risky is this channel? How risky is this approach? How risky is this topic? Are people in my industry doing this already? Are people using this channel? And if they're not, then okay, maybe it's a little risky. If you get check marks all across the board here, then that's a low risk experiment. If you have one or two check marks, then it's kind of innovative. It's sort of like a lot of the stuff we've been talking about. But if you have no check marks, that's where you have an opportunity to find a breakthrough, sort of like the Reddit opportunity. Experiments give you the opportunity to drive real results. A lot of people resist experimentation because it is and can be scary. But if I can throw one model at you guys before I get off stage, it would be to embrace this approach from Coca-Cola uh, called the 70-20-10 model. What they do is simple. Every year they invest 70% into low-risk content, content that they know is likely to work. They invest 20% into innovative content and 10% into high risk. So when you look at this, it's like, okay, 30% somewhat risky content, you can deal with that, you can run with that. But what happens through experimentation when you embrace that model, build, ship, learn, decide, that high risk content becomes innovative because you start to learn things. And then that innovative content becomes low risk eventually. And when you get there, when you get to a point where you have low risk content and your competitors are still afraid, you're able to drive leads, you're able to drive traffic, you're able to generate results that your competition isn't. Embrace the chaos. Embrace experimentation because that's where breakthroughs happen. And at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. That's what moving our industry forward is all about. And if we can do that, if we can ensure that we're doing experimentation, we can move our brands forward, we can move our clients forward, we can move ourselves professionally forward, and sure, don't get me wrong, at the end of the day, if you don't want to embrace experimentation with your content marketing efforts, you can sit on the sidelines. You can sit back, you can embrace the status quo. But by doing that, by accepting it as it is, you may as well be as dead as those worms in my mom's freezer. Thank you guys for listening.